Welcome to The Happy Nurse, the podcast that encourages nurses to offer themselves the same compassion that they so freely give to others. I am Elena, a registered nurse on a mission to reduce burnout in nursing. Let's jump in. I'm back, everyone. I have missed you all so much. It's true what they say. You don't know what you've got until it's gone because I really missed recording these podcasts. I hope you're all well. I've had busy but good six month break and I'm ready to get back and get podcasting for you all again. Today I am joined by my wonderful friend Michelle Powell. Those of you who listen to season one will know Michelle well by now because she's a regular guest on the podcast. We have some awesome conversations, even if I do say so myself. Michelle actually tied up season one with me and she did episode 50. So I thought it was only fitting that we had her back to open up season two. So welcome back, Michelle. Oh, thanks so much, Elena. I'm really excited to see where we go for season two. Yeah, me too. Let me just introduce you in case people are listening for the first time. So Michelle Powell is a trauma and wellness expert. She's been a healthcare professional since 2003. And she's the author of a three times best-selling book, The Mastery of Wellness. Michelle holds multiple qualifications. She is a holistic health practitioner, a hypnotherapist. She does NLP and timeline therapy. She has a diploma of mental health. She's an emotional coach. She's worked on Hamilton Island and trained the stars over there. And people love Michelle because you can rest easy knowing that when you're with Michelle, you're in a non-judgmental coaching space. And she has a no fluff and real deal attitude towards life's challenges and difficulties. And that's why I love having her on the show, because we really get into the nitty gritty and we don't hold back. So I'm excited to see where this one's going to go, Michelle. It's going to be super fun as always and probably heartfelt and, you know, maybe really serious and heavy sometimes, but it all has its place and its purpose. Yeah, most definitely, because this stuff can get really, really heavy at times. And especially at the moment, I think heavy is a good word to describe how nursing feels. It's really heavy. It's really exhausting. We feel like we're shoving shit up a hill at the moment, to be honest. And a lot of people are out there just wondering who to turn to, what to do, feeling like they're just a bit lost. I know I have been. And I think they're all looking for that light at the end of the tunnel. I think so. I think that's probably the best way to sum it up because it's been so tumultuous and relentless. So it just, it keeps going. Yeah, it does. It just keeps going and going and going. And we don't know when it's going to stop. That's the thing, you know, variants keep popping up and, things change on a daily sometimes hourly basis and we're in the thick of it as nurses right there on the front line so I saw figures the other week on nurse.org they've done a survey and yet it's based in America but I think it would be probably representative of how nurses are feeling internationally and when I first set out with this podcast back in 2020 nurse burnout was at 40 percent 
Now, the latest stats are that it's over 80%. Like It's a profession in crisis. Nurses are looking for other jobs. They're leaving the profession. They're thinking about moving from clinical roles into non-clinical roles, which is something that I am contemplating at the moment too, if any of you have seen my recent Facebook posts. And yeah, we like who's going to look after the patients if we're all gone? And that's the reality. And it's a huge reality because I think the shift has gone from burnout prevention to now wellness care and, you know, building yourself back because this is well past any type of burnout prevention. That's long gone, long gone. And so now it is finding that light at the end of the tunnel, it is starting to bring back, okay, what can we do to support everybody? Because this is beyond what anybody imagined and everybody's at the end of their tether. You make a really good point there that burnout has come and gone. This is no longer prevention. This is recovery. We have to look at burnout recovery and how we get ourselves back to where we were before we slid down that slope into burnout and there is no shame in being in burnout the circumstances that people are being expected to work in at the moment are diabolical is probably a good word to describe it and if you're in burnout I think you're in the majority to be honest it's not something to be ashamed of but it's something that once recognised, you can start to take significant steps towards recovery and getting your finding that light at the end of the tunnel, you know, getting yourself out of the hole again. Mm, I think that's such an important point. There is absolutely no shame if you are one of those people that is in burnout, that is feeling at the end of your tether and and that it's pushed you beyond your physical, mental and emotional limitations because none of you are superhuman and you've been expected to step up time and time and time again. And that is exceptionally draining. And I want to really just congratulate everybody. I know that sounds a little bit wanky almost, but there are so many times during this past couple of years where you could have stepped aside and you're still there doing all of the things that you're doing and looking after everyone the way that you are looking after everyone. And that shows your strength of character. And I think that's important to commend, but also acknowledging that It's been really damn hard and, you know, it's not just your professional life that this affects as well. Yeah, this is something that is impacting life at home too. That's the thing. Normal life has not stopped either. You know, we've um, we've got all these extra pressures on us at work, but we've also got all these extra pressures on us at home. We're still juggling lockdowns, restrictions, mandates, unemployment. You know, there's so many things going on outside of work as well. 
and the psychological impact that's having on us, as well as the impact of what we're dealing with when we go into work. The whole situation is huge. Yes, and it's been relentless. And if anything, from at least what my clients are reporting and sharing with me and then friends that I have in that space as well, it's getting worse as opposed to better at this stage. And so you can't rely on the system to be able to support you at this point in time because the system's broken. Yeah, it is. It's very broken and need to rely on ourselves, which sounds harsh. It does, but maybe it's an opportunity to step into areas to help yourselves forward that potentially you hadn't even contemplated or had the chance to look into before because, I mean, maybe it wasn't even on your radar and now that the shit show has continued on like it has, potentially it gives you those opportunities now to go, all right, well, I hadn't contemplated X, Y, Z before, but it's up to me to look after me and so how can I help myself forward? And as Elena and I were sort of alluding to before, life hasn't stopped just because all of this has been going on. And if you need to say no, if you need to say that I can't do any more, I can't go any longer, I need a break, just like Elena had for the podcast, that's okay. And it doesn't mean that you've failed or that you've let people down, it means that you are self-nurturing so that you're able to be able to give that full capacity again. You need to be able to give the best of yourself. When you're running on empty, you are not giving anyone the best of yourself. That's at work and at home. And I know myself, you know, I was, I could see I was letting things go, the I wasn't giving my best version of myself to my kids. And that was when my alarm bell went off because I want to be the best version of myself when it comes to my boys. I'm not saying that I'm amazing, but I want to be the best mom I can be. And I realized that my children, at the end of the day, as much as I love you all, my listeners, my children are more important to me than the ratings I'm getting on my downloads, you know, for my podcast. One day, my kids are not going to be at home anymore. You know, this time is precious with them. And I didn't want the podcast impacting on that. So that's why I took the break. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't mean that you don't care about your mission and the way that you want to help people. And I think sometimes people can have connotations about pausing or saying no or self-caring that it's a bad thing. But like you said, you can be present, but not fully being present. You know, you can physically be there, but if you're not mentally there, emotionally there, if you are so exhausted that you are having trouble just even functioning, then you're not really helping anybody. And not just in your professional role too, because I'm sure you can all count on times where you've gone, oh, wow, that shouldn't have happened or I could have done better, but I was running on fumes. 
And then that also impacts your everyday life, your partner, your family, your children, your friends, your ability to have and function in hobbies and a life outside of that as well. I know there's a lot of talk at the moment and I've had nurses reach out to me as well and say, you know, due to the lack of resources, the understaffing, the immense pressure that people are under, they're coming home from work feeling like they've not done the best they could by their patients. They just don't have the capacity to deliver the best care they can because they don't have the resources to. But it's playing on their conscience and it's something that's out with their control. And I think it's creating a huge amount of anxiety for people. And I know myself, if I've had a shift and I feel like I've not been able to deliver the care that I would like to, it does, it really plays on your psyche. Yeah, I think that's a really good point too, Elena, because I've had a lot of my clients reporting that as well, that, you know, it's almost like trying to pick up the slack, but it's not possible because you guys don't have anything left to be able to pick up the slack with. Yeah, and when we're understaffed, we obviously don't have the physical capacity to deliver the care that we usually would because we're running on the skeleton staff. And, you know, things that we would usually like to do as an extra, we're not able to. Yeah, exactly. So that's where being able to say no and drawing a line in the sand and looking after yourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, nutritionally, in all of those ways is so important and even more important now than potentially it's ever been before. Yeah, it's definitely, it's something that has to be at the forefront of your priorities right now is looking after yourself. And I'm a huge advocate for getting outside in nature. I always speak about this. I know Michelle is too. Michelle's, she sends me great long voice messages while she's out hiking. She's always out hiking. (laughs) (laughs) she's a real outdoors girl too and uh, we laugh we see that we send each other podcasts via whatsapp voice message which we do (laughs) it's great (laughs) our messages ramble for so long but anyway that's getting on a side note yeah the importance is that you get outside you know especially just now it's even more important When you're at work, you're in all that PPE. There's no fresh air circulating around you at all, you know. We need to be outside reconnecting with nature, feeling the breeze on our skin, just taking in nature and all it has to offer because when we're at work, we're in the most unnatural habitat ever and we're now in the most unnatural clothing ever as well with all that PPE on. Yeah, it's so intense. And I think that's a beautiful tip to share with everyone about making sure that you get outside and get fresh air and sunshine because it's beyond unnatural. It's so confining and restrictive and almost inhuman to be in that gear, especially for such prolonged periods of time. So I think that's a beautiful tip to start with, with making sure you're still getting plenty of outside time. 
And another tip alongside that PPE gear as well is something that I've had a lot of my clients report to me is that because of all the gear, they're not eating and drinking like they would normally and therefore toilet habits and everything have gone out the window as well. And so how can you make sure that you are drinking and eating sufficiently to be able to nourish yourself? Because that's additional stress on your physiological body, not even just psychologically, but physiologically on your body. And you do need to make sure you're having your good quality water and good quality nutrition on board. That's so important. And I know myself, you know, when I'm at work, I'm getting really dehydrated because obviously I've got the mask on. I can't take it off. Over here in WA, it's a recent thing for us, obviously. I'm very grateful that I haven't been having to wear it for the past two years that many of you out there have. I'd love to know actually what you've been doing to cope. Pop it in the comments below. You know, tell us, share your tips with everyone else because maybe some of you have got some awesome strategies of what you've been doing to counteract this um this issue that we've got because you can't just stop at the the desk and have a drink you know even when you go into break rooms some people are not even allowed in break rooms at the moment they're having to go and eat outside so yeah I'd love to know what you guys are all doing if anyone's coming up with anything inventive that you can share with us besides catheterization and IV infusion and sweets (laughs) (laughs) I hope none of you had to go to we're not not advocating for that I really hope none of you have had to go to that extreme I love it tongue in cheek yeah oh look amongst all the seriousness you do have to have a bit of a laugh because it is so heavy we want to bring a little bit of lightness to it as well but You know, that's a great thing maybe to share in the comments because, you know, while we've been supporting people individually in their personal work circumstances as to how they can navigate around this to best support themselves, some of you guys might have some really brilliant tips that other people can take away. So let's keep looking after one another here on making sure that we get through this and out the other side with as many of you still at least intact as possible. Yeah, exactly. And that's physically intact as well as mentally intact. You know, it's it's so important to realise it's not just our physical health, it's our mental health as well that we need to be looking after. And I don't know about you guys, but I know, you know, after a 12-hour shift and all that PPE, The next day, I am exhausted. And there was one, recently I did two 12-hour shifts in a row, and I know there's a lot of you doing even more than that. And it really does take a toll on my physical health. So, yeah, please, please be making sure you're getting enough time to rest and recharge and look after you and nurture you because, yes, I said, you know, it's so important at the moment. Yeah. And so while we would love you guys to share any tips on any of the physical aspects, nutritional aspects, hydration aspects, I think it is important that we really do go into 
that mental and emotional space too because it has been one thing after another. It has been problem after problem and not just in the workspace but also in your personal life space. And so I think it's important, first of all, to just check in with what are you doing to help support yourself mentally and emotionally? Who are you seeing? What techniques are you using? And if you're not doing anything for it, now is the time to really start thinking about that. I totally agree, Michelle. It's definitely the time if you haven't done it before. And, you know, we need to lose the stigma around not being okay as well. A lot of people still, they don't like to admit that they're not feeling their best. But if ever there was a time to openly share that or just, you know, share it with loved ones or whoever you need to share it with, now is the time, you know, it's, you need to be looking after yourself and seeking out professional help. We need to normalise seeking mental health help as like we do any ailments with our physical health. Exactly. And, you know, I used to say that years ago and it's made progress, but it still has a ways to go because I used to say often, I would really love for people to be able to say, oh, I saw my therapist today or my coach today or my hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner, energy healer, life coach, whomever, in the same way that you go, oh, I saw my physio today. Exactly. It's not a big deal. It doesn't mean that you're not doing well. It actually, to me anyway, it symbolizes a lot of strength and a lot of courage because you are not an expert in every single aspect of life. So why would you not employ all of those that are experts to help guide you in all of those areas? You know, I think that there's a connotation of being a professional that you should just have all your shit together and stuff shouldn't burden you and you should know all of the things. And it's not possible. It is not possible. And it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody needs to have support. And I think the best way to have support is to look to those who are qualified and able to do so. Because something I've been sharing with A lot of my clients and people that I work with, especially over the last 12 months, is that you cannot expect your family and your friends to be able to support you because they've already reached their threshold. They're already maxed out and they're going through it as well. They might not have the mental and emotional tools either and the strategies and the expertise to be able to support you. And they might be going through stuff that you don't even know about. So they may not be able to look after you and you might have beautiful people in your life who mean well and have been a support network to you in the past and maybe they can't right now. And that doesn't mean any less to them, 
but it just means that you cannot rely on those that are already empty to be able to hold you up. I think that is such a pertinent and beautiful reminder. You know, the whole world is in crisis just now. We're all running on that fight, flight, freeze um, activation a lot of the time. And what Michelle says is so important. You know, people who we might turn to in the past, you know, family, friends, loved ones, who would be able to support us. Right now, they might not be able to because they've got their own shit going down and they're dealing with their own stresses. And as humans, we crave connection. It's one thing that we fundamentally need. And so it's important that you find your tribe of people around you to help you and support you. You know, even like... Yeah, engage a coach or a therapist or whoever you feel drawn to. But even things like, you know, I've started outsourcing to one of these meal companies where they send you all the ingredients and the recipe card, because that just takes some stress out of my life. I don't have to think about what I'm going to cook for dinner because I know there's something in the fridge for me. And it helps as well, you know, with meal prep when I'm working. So it's not just in the, you know, the health capacity start looking where you can start outsourcing or making slight subtle changes in other aspects of your life as well you know maybe like carpooling for kids sports and that kind of thing just to alleviate some stress and demand on yourself I love those examples too because I mean you guys don't need to reinvent the wheel There are already people out there who are experts or have created easier ways to manage particular areas of life. All you need to do is seek them out, employ them, you know, find those resources and start to utilize them. Yeah, definitely. And over here in the West, I mean, at the moment, we're having massive food shortages because of the railway line in South Australia being washed away in the floods. I'm so glad I'm signed up to one of these meal companies because I'm still getting my food delivered to me. Like you go into the local supermarkets here and there's a lot of the shelves that have nothing on them because food's not getting across the nullabore at the moment. Mm. And, you know, that's such a classic reminder that it doesn't just have to mean looking in your mental, emotional and physical health needs, but, you know, looking at a much bigger picture of how can you alleviate stress in maybe many areas of your life with relationships, with home life, with your children, like how can you help yourself forward and look at a little bit of the bigger picture because it's like that ripple effect, you know, that little drop in the pond that momentum like pushes out throughout the entire pond. So don't be surprised at how alleviating potentially one quote-unquote small thing could actually give you a bit more juice in the tank. Yeah, and it is. It's the simple little things. I mean, I've also recently done an inventory of my finances And I started looking at things I was subscribed to. My God, the amount of stuff I cancelled that I didn't 
actually use anymore. I'm still paying for. I know I'm not the only one doing these things. And I really looked at things like my health insurance and, you know, just everything. I ended up pulling back $1,000 a month. Like that alone is huge because that's freed up a lot of stress, like financial stress from me that I had before that I don't have now. It's another super awesome tip there, you know, looking much broader as well. So great example, Elena. Yeah, I was kind of a needs must for me, but I am, you know, it's these things that we just, we let slide and we forget to cancel things. And, you know, I had subscriptions to stuff I hadn't looked at in oh God, months and months, maybe even years. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, this is money that should be sitting in my bank account and not someone else's. So yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can kind of look at your different kind of financial strains or your physical strains, you know, like get the meal services or like just think outside the box, you know. There's usually always someone to help you do something that you don't have the time or you don't want to do. Yes, exactly. And so while we've given a bunch of different areas to look at and a few tips and maybe some stuff that you haven't even thought about as to ways to self-nurture and and also just care and manage for yourself in all of the life ways, both personally and professionally. We also have a beautiful offering specifically for nurses and first responders that we would love to share with you today as well. Yeah, Michelle and I have been working on this for a long time and we decided now was the time to really get this out there because everyone is under so much pressure. And obviously I work predominantly with nurses and healthcare professionals, but Michelle works with a broad spectrum of different people and professions and She's seeing it in all the first responder professions. And when we're talking about first responders, we're talking about, yeah, the healthcare professionals, the police, the paramedics, the triple zero call handlers, the fire service. But we're also talking about those of you who are classed as essential services, because, you know, it goes much further than just those of us who are deemed to be first responders, you know. Look at what the teachers are going through right now. You know, they're having to be prepared for both in-person and online education. And it can flip at any minute. I've got a couple of friends who are teachers. And yeah, the pressure they're under just now is huge. So this course, it's for everyone. It's not just for nurses. Yeah. And that's important. You know, while we've created this you know, with obviously you guys, nurses and paramedics being forefront in our mind, we've also been very aware of how this whole situation has impacted much bigger. And so the course is called From Stress to In Control, Your Light at the End of the Tunnel, because we know how you guys have been feeling like you were stuck in this tunnel and that there is just no hope, but we've put together this beautiful self-paced online course just for you guys because 
We know you're not getting the help and support that you need. And so we created something so that you can get the help and support that you are craving. The course is, it's a labor of love of Michelle and I. It's taken a while to create because we wanted it to be right. We wanted to bring you the content that you needed to help you right now with what you're going through. We recognize that stress and burnout has come and gone and you need tools and strategies right now. This course is going to meet you where you're at and help you to have hope again and to find that light at the end of your tunnel. Yeah, exactly. And it's a self-paced course. So there's seven modules, well, technically eight because we threw in a bonus one because we can't help ourselves. But it's self-paced. So you can go through this in your own time as fast or as slow as you would like to do it. There's videos to watch and listen to. There's aspects where you get to reflect and refine. But we've made it as easy as possible because we know you guys don't have astronomical amounts of time but that you're really needing help and support and tools and strategies to be able to come out of this the other side. And so Elena and I have really put together something wholeheartedly to support all of you right now. Yeah. If you want to check it out, the link will be in the show notes below. So please have a look. It's really easy to use. It's all on our online portal that you can access at any time and you've got lifetime access to it as well. It's going to be sitting there for you to, yeah, to access whenever it is convenient to you because we realised, you know, as shift workers, it's hard to turn up at the same time each week or each fortnight if we were to do it as a group coaching programme or something like that. So this way we've made it with you guys, the users, in mind so that it can be as easy as possible for you to access the content. Yeah, exactly. And if you've got any other questions about the course, please feel free to connect with Elena and myself. We're always available for you to chat to. And like Elena said, the link for the course will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to go and have a bit of a read and look further into it. But yeah, as I mentioned, please feel free to connect with either one of us because our doors are always open to all of you beautiful listeners. Yes, they are always open. And I have made the decision to cut back my clinical hours so that I can focus more on happiness and bring more content to you and help support you guys, however that looks. I love that. So beautiful. So, Michelle, thank you so much for jumping on the episode with me today. It's super great to be back. I'm glad I took the break and nurtured myself. But, yeah, it's been awesome chatting to you again. And we look forward to having you back on the show very soon. Yeah, I can't wait to see what other topics we unpack this season. So I will see you all. Well, you'll get to listen to us all (laughs) again really soon. Thank you for listening to the Happy Nurse Podcast. 
If you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the Happy Nurse community, head over to Facebook and check out the Happy Nurse AU Facebook page and request to join the Happy Nurse community. Also, check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon. And in the meantime, remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others.